This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Bans, reprimands and record deals. It's been a big few days in the world of cricket. We break it all down and look ahead to the Boxing Day test with the legendary Waka Yunus joining the team. Let's go around the wicket. Hello and welcome to a brand new episode of Around the Wicket. I'm Narrowly Meadows. We've got Callum Ferguson joining the team for the very first time. Michael Clark to join us shortly. But the legendary Waka Yunus <laughs> is with us as well. Great to have you here, Waka. But Ferg, fair to say you're a bit of a fanboy. Oh, absolutely. I remember <laughs> watching him run rings around top orders for years and just great to be sitting next to him. Had the privilege of meeting him in Perth last week, but great to have him sitting right here with us. He can't run away from me here. Waka, <laughs> <laughs> well, the Boxing Day test. Yeah. As a cricket legend like yourself, how special is the occasion and how did Pakistan embrace the occasion? Look, first of all, great to be in the, in the show. Thank you very much for the invitation. And, uh, yeah, we'll discuss a lot uh, yeah, you know, a Boxing Day Test match is, is very, very special. We all know that. And, uh, you know, Pakistan playing for the first time. It's been, it's been a while that Pakistan played in, in Melbourne. And, uh, and I think they will, they will cherish the moment. And it's a, it's a massive stadium. We all know that. And, uh, and I can't wait to, you know, start off. And, and, and uh, you know, the rest of the two Test matches left Pakistan. I hope they you know, lift their game a little bit and, and, and put up a better show. I couldn't help but notice the big inhale, the big <laughs> breath in, as you said. Mm. I hope that they yeah, do. That, because that's just a hope, you know what I mean? <laughs> that's what it is, isn't it, at the moment? 1995 was the last time mm. that Pakistan won mm. a test on Aussie soil. You were a part of it. Did yeah. you give them much of a hope of breaking that drought in the next two tests? Look, that's a long time back, 1995, and, and we came... Uh, Close to winning uh, a couple of test matches uh, in 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 the process, uh, but couldn't really manage to cross the line. and uh, And it's a big opportunity for a young team, and it's a, it's going to be a big moment, as I said. So, you know, go out there and, and, and play your play your best best cricket. And uh, uh, then again, I'm going to say, you know, hope that uh, you know Pakistan will play uh, better cricket and. Uh, and produce some good results. Look, I know that you obviously have such an enormous amount of passion for Pakistan cricket, and we're really going to hone in on that throughout this show. But, Waka, the last time that you were on air, you and I were on air together mm-hmm. when Australia and Pakistan faced each other was actually at the World Cup in India. And after Australia beat Pakistan, you said, hey, hey, don't forget, I'm half Aussie. <laughs> Are you running with that That's this right. summer? <laughs> they, I'm sitting among the two Aussies, so I'm half anyways. Yes. <laughs> exactly. I love it. He broke yeah. the internet with that comment. Absolutely. Thing. But also, speaking of India, the Aussie women are playing a one-off test match against India at the moment. We need more of this, don't we, in the women's game, surely? Yeah, I agree. And, and I think we're going to get a better understanding of, of what sort of facilities we need. Pitches are really important in the women's game. But to see that first day of test cricket the other day in Indian conditions, the challenges were different for the Australian team that's been so dominant for so long. Uh, they, were, they were brought undone by great pressure test match bowling and uh, certainly the Indians have got the better of the contest so far because I've been really impressed by their discipline, 
not just with the ball, but then with the bat as well. So it's been a great contest so It's far. a scary prospect, isn't it? As the women's cricket starts to really emerge, Indian women's cricket is only going to go from strength to strength with the WPL and things like that. And a bit like the men's, once they really get hold of this game, there could be no looking back. Without a doubt. And, and I think it's good for the game. Yep. It's good for women cricket. And, uh, you know, they're getting fitter. They're getting, you know, they're improving every day. And, and it's good to see that India you know, doing well against Australia. Australia has been really, really strong over the over the years. And, and you know, playing home, uh, India um, in front of their home crowd, I think they're, you know, they're doing well against Australia. It's always good anyway. It doesn't matter what way you play. <laughs> because it feels good to beat them. But, uh, uh, but yeah, home series, uh, it will really encourage the younger uh, ladies, younger girls in, in India and, of course, in Australia to just take up cricket and, and, and uh, really, you know, come come forward. They're going to be a force to be reckoned mm. with, I feel like, in world cricket as things continue in India and the way that they're playing at the moment. But don't go anywhere because after this short break, Michael Clark, our regular on Around the Wicket, is going to join us. We're going to talk about Usman Khawaja, his personal stance as well as his exceptional form. Don't go anywhere. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. I thought about it for a while, what I was going to write. I made sure that I didn't want to segregate different parts of the population, religious beliefs, communities, hence why I've kept religion out of this. I wanted to be really broad and open mind speaking because I'm talking about humanitarian issues. I'm talking about Article 1 of the Unified Declaration of Human Rights. That is literally the crux of it. The reason I'm doing it is because it hit me hard. You know, I, I told Nick literally just this morning that when I'm looking at my Instagram and I'm seeing kids, innocent kids, videos of them dying, passing away, that's what's hit me the hardest. I just imagine my young daughter in my arms and the same thing. I get emotional talking about it right now again. And for me, that's the reason I'm doing this. I don't have any hidden agendas. If anything, you know, if anything, this brings up more negativity towards me. People come and start attacking me. I don't get anything out of this. I just feel like it's my responsibility to speak up on this. We live in such a beautiful country. I'm blessed to be able to go to Australia. I can walk outside. I don't have to worry about a thing. My kids can do the same. I just want that for the rest of the world. Usman Khawaja there talking about his personal feelings and wanting to write all lives are equal and freedom is a human right on his shoes. He didn't do that in the first test. He did have a black armband and the ICC gave him a reprimand for that. He has since said that that was for a personal bereavement and a separate issue. Michael Clark joins us now, a former teammate of Usman Khawaja's. Pup, great to have you on board once again. What have you made of this whole situation and do you... Uh, admire Usman Khawaja for putting himself out there on something he feels so passionately about. Yeah, hey guys. Um, look, I think it's a tough one because it's it's something that's being spoken about outside of sport, but now it's touching sport. And I guess I'm, I've always been a believer in, you know, be true to who you are. And 
People are going to judge that. People, some people are going to like that. Some people aren't. Oh, I'm still a bit confused by the reprimand thing in, in regards to Usman wearing a black armband. I, I think that decision, it had to have been made based on them connecting the two, yet Usman's come out publicly and separated the two. So I don't know if that'll be overturned or I don't know where that's going to get to. But, you know, from my perspective, I wore a black armband a number of times when I was playing. I, I, I never remember ever having to, you know, check with Cricket Australia to see if it was okay and then for them to check with the ICC. Um, after we lost Philip Hughes, for example, I wore a black armband for the rest of my career, every game I played after that, out of respect for him. And, and I never had to get that checked. Well, I, I, I didn't think I did. Um, so I don't know. I think it's a tough one. I think it's one of these things, like a lot of things in life, it's about who you are and what you believe in and what you stand for. And if you, you know, if you do want to talk about it, if you want to express it, uh, or if you want to keep it to yourself, Usman's obviously made a stance and, you know, Right or wrong, people agree or disagree, he's entitled to that. Um, but in sport and in cricket, there's also rules that you need to abide by. So, you know, as long as Usman, and I think how he's handled this is, has been pretty good. I love, the, I love the fact that he has come out and told his side. He spoke openly about his reasons. Um, and now if it means, you know, he can't write that on his shoes or he can't wear the black armband, I think that'll just be what it'll be. But I think Usman will continue to have his beliefs and, and stand for them, and I think that's great. Ferg, I feel like he's been really smart, as Usman himself said, about the wording and the way that he's put this forward. And he certainly has drawn attention whether or not he gets to wear those boots in the Boxing Day test or not. What do you make of it? Yeah, I think he's been very thoughtful. I, I'm... I suppose what we're looking for here is what's he trying to achieve and what he's tried to do with his messaging has been bring everyone together, galvanise people and bring attention to an issue which is a, a pretty important one at the moment and and he was talking about his family and, and how he thinks of his, his daughters when he sees a lot of this stuff happening. I, I, I'm the same, I've got two young children at home. Every, we want to see young children have every opportunity to live their lives to the fullest and, and that's what he's trying to draw attention to. I think he's done it in the right manner. I'm with uh, Pup. I don't remember ever having to be questioned or or get out in front of why mm. I'm I'm wearing a black armband. Um, I find it really unusual because it, it does seem like uh, these rules or regulations are being applied. Uh, I would say with very little consistency uh, around world cricket. So I think that's that needs to be changed and looked at. Walker? Look, I think we're living in a very digital and very judgmental sort of uh, uh, time right now and uh, you know everything just you know blows up very very quickly and uh, and I think Usman was very clear in his in his message and he was just out there and he, he fell for it. he was very emotional and I feel for him and I and I feel for you know people he's talking about also and uh, it is sad what, mm. what is happening around the world which, which I'm very clear about and, and but the only thing is that you want to keep you know sport any sport away from the from from the politics. That's that's the key. That's the very very important because if you start using this platform platform as a as as to you know bring the bring the political matters on, I think that that you know really you know not go well with me. Um, I'm I'm okay with him bearing bands if he's got his personal issues, personal views, and he's got his own platforms. He's got you know Instagram, Twitter. There's so many of them, and and, and use that. Say whatever you want to say. I don't think ICC can. Uh, really question that or, or even the Cricket Australia can question that. So 
for me, I think, uh, you know, uh, it's very clear how he feels and, and people should be allowed to, you know, uh, express their emotions and, and say what they feel and what they, what, what they like. Pop, from a cricketing perspective, his form, he managed to compartmentalise this beautifully in the first test, still scoring runs. And the last couple of years, he's put, to back, put together back-to-back -to -back calendar years of 1,000-plus runs. He's only the 19th player to do mm. so. You did it twice in your career, so hats off to you. How hard is it to be that good <laughs> for that long and in the second coming of Usman Khawaja? Oh, I think Uzi's been outstanding. The way he's played has been exceptional. Um, you know, he's grabbed, grabbed hold of this second opportunity. He's earned his spot at the top of the order and, you know, he's getting older as well. So when he decides to hang those boots up, he'll be he'll be a big loss to the Australian team. So hopefully his form continues. Um, I think that's part of playing sport at the highest level, though, as well. There's, there's always distractions. There's always something else. And you need to have the discipline to be able to leave that off the field walk out onto the field and do your job. But, yeah, Uzi's, in regards to playing, has been exceptional. Pup, when Usman first came into the New South Wales dressing room and, and then into the Australian team, is this a player you saw coming? I think he always had talent, Fergie, to be honest. I think he's, he's naturally talented. Um... You know, I remember seeing Uzi very young and, and thought, you know, some of the shots he played reminded me a lot of Brian Lara. He had that type of uh, technique in his hands, how he hit the ball, his stance, his balance. Like, he's, he's pretty gifted and always has been. I think the thing about Uzi, he was judged hard, really, on perception around, around the fitness side of things um, outside of batting. Yeah, his energy or his tempo, he's quite a laid-back character. So I think that was probably one of his challenges as a young player, convincing people that because he's you know, laid back and got that, you know, call it a strut, whatever it is, that doesn't mean he doesn't love playing for New South Wales or Queensland or Australia, you know. And, and I think he had to fight for that for, for a period of his career. But, again, I think what he's done really well is he's, um, he's found a way to score runs in any format, whether that be state cricket or for Australia, and that's got him back into the Australian team and he's made the most of his second opportunity. Pup, speaking of players who have, you know, had that redemption story, but to another who's going through a little bit of a trough at the moment in Marnus Labuschagne. We're used to him putting up numbers, averaging 55 to 65 across his career, mm. this year averaging just 35. And the type of character he is, he tends to overthink things, he tends to break every single things, thing down, a little bit like a cricket nuffy, I think, is what we call him these days, <laughs> alongside mm. Steve Smith. Are you worried yeah. at all about his form? Uh, no, I think he's a class player and he bats in a, a really tough position, that number three position, test cricket. Um, I think, you know, as you just said, Nez, it's his own success that has built an expectation. We expect him to walk out and make 100 every third time he walks out there, virtually. Um, his record's phenomenal, uh, certainly in that number three position. And I, I think you'll see him come out and make runs in this next test match. So I think he's too good a player, but he would be. He's the type of guy that would be thinking about every single thing technically. Uh, he'd be in the net probably hitting more balls than anybody else. Um, but, uh, again, I think this is part of everyone's journey as well. It's, there's no such thing as rainbows and butterflies, especially if you play for a long time. You're going to go through some low periods. And for, uh, for Manus, like the fact he's averaging, like you say, 35, it's, 
it's not 15. You know, he's still he's still averaging 35, batting at number three for Australia in Test cricket, and I know he would want more than that. Um, but yeah, I think we've seen a lot of the the great players go through similar uh, situations throughout their career. Do you think oppositions have potentially worked him out a little bit? Yeah, look, I think throughout your career you're going to get headed at some point. They're not just going to let you keep scoring through the same regions. And I thought Pakistan came out with a really nice plan early mm. to him at the Optus Stadium. They bowled straight, didn't allow him to get uh, score through the offside and um, they blocked up his scoring avenues. And I thought that certainly um, produced some frustration in, in Marnus. And I thought that pull shot in the second inning showed that. Um, he, was, he was frustrated, he couldn't get mm. away and couldn't, couldn't free up. So... Uh, look, there, there's going to be plenty of challenges in your test career when you play for so long, like like Pup talked about. So this is one for him. I'm backing him to get out the other end because I do think he thinks really well about batting. And before I let you go, Pup, it's been an interesting situation in the Big Bash League with Tom Curran banned for four games yeah. for that incident involving the umpire ahead of the game. What do you make of all this? Oh, I hate to see anyone banned for any reason and I hate to see any disrespect shown to any official because they've they already got a hard enough job. When I looked at the vision, look, I understand what Tom's trying to do in regards to getting his run-up sorted and making sure he's ready to go before they get out onto the field. And I don't know why all of a sudden there's a rule that you can't run on the pitch to check your run-up. Bowlers have done that forever. So when I looked at the vision, I was confused by... You know, why is the pitch so precious all of a sudden? But in the same breath, if you've been told not to do something, I know they're not school teachers, but, you know, they're the officials. So, unfortunately, you know, if I want to stand on the pitch and mark centre before a ball's bowled and the umpire tells me I can't, then I just have to deal with that. I just can't do it. So, unfortunately for him, it seems like... He's done something throughout his career and that's part of his routine and I don't see anything wrong with that. But on this occasion, the umpires have said they don't want him to run on the wicket. So he just, he, he can't do it and he's gone and done it. So now, unfortunately, he's going to, well, he's got a, a huge puni- punishment in my opinion. Like I'm surprised how, how many games he's going to miss for that. But again, it's the same thing we always talk about in regards to respecting the officials, the umpires, you know, they probably don't have any other choice. They've got to hit people hard with that to make everyone know that it's just not acceptable. Waka, you think it's a terrible look, don't you? Yeah, I think otherwise because, because you know, if you see the whole episode and the way he did it and the way he dis- disrespected the umpire and umpire was sort of kind of standing in mm. the middle and and it all looked very, very ugly. And and nobody is stopping a fast bowler or, or any bowler to just sort of have a little, you know, run through before the match. Once you're once you got your whites or, or your or your colored clothing on when you're playing, when you start your game, you're allowed to do that. But I think it's just the rule which is, you know, you can't do it beforehand. We, we don't know if he was playing the game or not playing the game. You're allowed to do it on the square, on the corner of the square. You're fine with that. But if you're doing it on that, umpires mm. can come and sort of... Uh, uh, you know, handle it in a, in a way. And, and I think uh, it, it's a mistake from both parties, I would say. You know, the umpire was also a little bit harsh. Yeah. He could have easily, you know, dealt with the, with the situation a bit better, could have spoken to him. But he was sort of kind of standing like a sheriff, sheriff, sheriff <laughs> there. And, and then he had to move out of the way. And then they had a little bit of, uh, you know, uh, chit-chat. And, and, and that didn't really go well with, with things. So 
I feel, you know, maybe a little bit harsh on the on the punishment, but I think, uh, you know, I I I I don't like the whole scene. I don't I don't like the way he sort of conducted, yeah. the way he sort of ran in and and almost ran into the umpire. Yeah. I love the fact that when I walked into yeah. the studio today, you were standing there like that, not letting me come into the studio. <laughs> you said, "This is my show. You get out." <laughs> Pop, thank you so much for your thoughts. We'll chat to you after this Boxing Thanks, Day guys. test. <laughs> Don't go anywhere on Around the Wicket because after this short break, we're going to chat more Pakistan with the great Waka Yunus. Welcome back to Around the Wicket. Waka Yunus, I'm putting you in the hot seat right now. I am on the hot seat. (laughs) (laughs) How do you feel about Pakistan cricket at the moment? Because it was a tumultuous build-up to this series. Yeah, not that great, actually, to be very honest. Uh, uh, watching the first Test match was painful uh, because we had, you know, moments, we had the opportunities where we could have pulled the game, game back a bit, but we just we didn't take the opportunities. I think when, we, when Pakistan come to Australia, they have to really make sure that the fielding is spotless. They have to really make sure they take their opportunity because... Australian batsmen, if you give them the opportunity, they, they'll, you know, they'll take it with both hands and then they make it big. And that's what we saw in, uh, uh, at Perth. So I think that's where Pakistan is missing. And, and another thing which really, you know, I'm, I'm worried about is that, uh, you know, always when we come to Australia, some, one thing excites us is the fast bowling. And this time around, I, I'm not seeing that. I mean, I'm seeing the medium pacer or slow medium pacers and, you know, kind of all-rounders. You know, there's no real pace. You know, people used to come and watch Pakistani pace bowlers really running in hard and, and bowling those 150 clicks, yeah. and that's what I'm not seeing there. That's where my worry and, and issue is because I, I have not seen it at, at, at the domestic level also. So, you know, there are a few injured, I can understand, but, you know, before that, go in the past, you will always see, you know, battery of fast bowlers, you know, in, in the bank that you can always bring on and, and, and play them. But unfortunately, that is not really there, and I'm really worried about that. So what about Shaheen Shahafridi then? What do you want to see from him? Because we know he's got all the talent in Look, the world. I am not really sure what is wrong with him. If he's not fit, if he's got some issues, I think he needs to go away from the game and, and fix that. Because if you're just going to carry on like that, you are going to become a medium pacer. And he, he used to bowl 145, 150, you know, odd days and, and, and bowls really quickly and, and used to swing that ball. What I'm seeing right now is, yeah, there is a little bit of swing there, but his pace is way down. Yeah, it is. He's, he's somewhere around 130, 132 max, and, and that is not going to get him wickets. I mean, if you're not going to get wickets in here, and you're not going to get it anywhere. You know, you've got to really learn to, you know, ball, ball in, in a good areas also. But also you've got to understand that that pace is crucial. It's very, very yeah. important. And Babarazm, he's another one. The mm. World Cup, he, he wasn't himself. He loses the captaincy reins and now he's he He's still not in. himself, isn't he? He's still not himself. I feel that he's still feeling the pressure. And, and I, I'm not sure if the, if the captaincy gone from him is, is playing on his mind and he's mm. still sort of, you know, not happy with the situation. Uh, but... He needs to just sort of let it go. He needs to let it go and 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 play uh, a good cricket. He has done it in the past when he came last time. He scored 100 at Brisbane. He scored mm. 97 at Adelaide, and he looked really good. And he looks a little bit timid at the moment. He's a lot mature, but I think he's still in 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 the shell. He's not really yeah. playing his natural way. I, I know there is. You know, the bowlers are too good. They're bowling really, really well. It's very difficult. It's hard yeah. to, you know, get on top of them. But you've got to find 
uh, a way to get on top of them because good players do that. Yeah. I don't know about you, but even just listening to you speak, I want to get out there in the middle. So Passionate. surely it we fires them up. Surely <laughs> it, it fires them up. <laughs> we don't go anywhere on around the wicket because next we're going to take on the short stuff, including those massive, massive IPL deals. I'm pretty sure you got paid 14k a delivery back in your dating. No. <laughs> <laughs> don't go anywhere. <laughs> to take on the short staff. Mitchell Stark, he was picked up for 4.43 million Aussie dollars in the IPL. Is he worth it? He's definitely worth it. I mean, that's, that's ridiculous money, <laughs> for, sure, for sure. I mean, uh, but uh, it's, it's something he's earned over the years. He's, he's worked really hard on his game and he's a wicket taker, he's a match winner. Mm. You know, what they look for is, is the match winner. And of course, you need a bit of luck also during uh, around that time that you're, you're doing well. And, and the team who really needs you and wants you, you know, have that space for you because they want they want someone badly. They wanted a left arm for Pacer and, and no better than Starkey here. So I think it's... It's, 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 a, it's good to see, you know, money coming into cricket, but I feel really uh, sorry for Hazelwood. <laughs> <laughs> this is short stuff, like a short stuff. Uh, Pakistan players, should they be allowed to play in the IPL? Well, they should be, I think. I mean, why not? I mean, it's, it's, it's got nothing to do with the, with the game or, 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 or sports side of it. It's, it's more political, and I don't think uh, unless or until the, the governments get involved and, and, and try to fix their issues... Uh, it's going to get better. It's, it's going to stay like this. Speaking of fixing issues, should Cricket Australia have muzzled Mitchell Johnson? Uh, no, I didn't like that at all. I thought leaving him or taking him away from those two speaking engagements during the Perth Test, it just doesn't come across well. Um, you've got to be able to have an opinion in this, in this landscape. So, uh, no, I didn't like it. Let's open the gates up and allow... Especially in Perth, the people of Perth at those engagements would love to have seen Mitch, uh, Mitchell Johnson. Should Pakistan and India play a neutral test or test series at the MCG here in Australia? Why not? Why yes. not? That would be awesome. I mean, we played against Australia back, uh, back in the days, I think, uh, in, in, in England. And that was really, really happening because England has got uh, a lot of Pakistan or, or, or uh, following. And, and it was back house. Just imagine Pakistan-India playing oh. here. The MCG with 100,000, over 100,000 people. It'd be awesome. Mind Look blowing. how excited he is about it's great, it. Isn't great Waka Yunus joining the team on Around the Wicket. Thank you for joining in and a very Merry Christmas.